And welcome back, footy fans, to another episode of Donnie's Disposals. I am your host, Coach Donnie Hess here, back with another Footy Insight player chat. And as I told you guys, I'm trying to find state league players in the men's and the women's, and especially out in Western Australia, because I don't have as many connections. And ladies and gentlemen, I have a wonderful guest joining me from WA and the Subiaco Alliance, Miss Tarni Galasano. Tarni, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Really excited to have a bit of a chat today. It is absolutely fantastic. So I used your nickname because I didn't want to try to, I think it's Tarnika, correct? Yeah, well done. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I was I was purely, I didn't want to butcher it, but I was, it was like, I think Tarni is what you go by on Instagram. So I was like, I thought that'd probably be a little bit easier to go with on there. So, and actually that's kind of a perfect little segue here. So when it comes to it, I know this is a footy podcast. I love talking footy, but I like kind of knowing the person that I'm chatting with a little bit. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself outside of the sport of football. Yeah, look, um, I'm a teacher by day. So um, my full-time job is a PE and outdoor ed um, teacher. I actually run a footy program um, within the school as well. So um, yeah, really encouraging girls to get involved in female footy um, in a school space, which is pretty cool. So pretty much an ideal job for me, um, just being able to coach and mentor young girls um, in footy um, away from work. Um, I've got a partner who I've been with for five years, Kate Stewart. Um, we just recently purchased a house together um, last December. So, um, yeah, just navigating life as homeowners and um, always doing stuff around the house. And, um, yeah, we love our boating, our fishing, camping. Um, so spend a lot of time out on the water, um, a lot of time up north camping um, with family and friends. Um yeah, I'm from a family of five, so I've got two older brothers um, who sort of got me into footy, and I, I'm sure I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, my mum and dad just recently retired, um, so they're sort of living the grey nomad life at the moment and doing a fair bit of travelling and um, making all of us really jealous with their uh, travels. So um, hopefully in school holidays, get up and see them in a few different places um, around Australia and um, join them on some of their travels. Fantastic. You are just a little bit of everything. That's fantastic. I love <laughs> hearing it. So, all right. Being in WA again, footy mad WA, I must ask this. What is your earliest footballing memory? Yeah, look, um, like I just mentioned, um, got two older brothers and um, I grew up always dancing. So mum and I used to head off to dancing and the boys would head off to footy with dad. Um yeah, used to just go down, watch them and watch them run around. And I remember doing that from such a young age and I'd be out the back, not really watching, just kicking the footy around with other kids um, who wanted to have a kick. And um, yeah, I suppose getting to watch my brothers play, I always said to my parents, you know, I'd love to play footy. Um, at that point in time, you know, girls weren't really playing footy. Every now and again, you might've seen um, a female in one of the, the male junior teams. Um, so I was just running around, concentrating on my dancing. And then I suppose um, I finally realised when I got to about high school as a 13, 14-year-old um, that girls could actually play footy. And I suppose that's sort of where my footy journey started. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely just from going down to my brother's football, watching them, seeing all their mates play footy, um, kicking out the back with all of our friends and families and we're having barbecues. And, um, yeah, I suppose my skills weren't too bad and, um uh, once I found out that girls could play footy, I just sort of jumped straight into it. 
No, I love that that you, girls can play footy too. I absolutely love that. And the best part is nowadays they don't have to doubt that, which is absolutely fantastic. So I, I got to ask this, you're, you're a current day player. You you have the luxury of playing. Unfortunately, my playing days are over. So I always love asking this, what is your favorite part about playing the sport of footy? Yeah, I suppose I sort of like um, the fact that footy is a sort of a developing sport for females. I, I like the challenge that it, it um, we sort of face with, you know, it's not set in stone and we don't know the future of women's footy, but I really love being a part of the growth of that. And, um, you know, with my job as well, mentoring these young girls and saying there is a pathway. And when I first started, there wasn't, but I just played because I loved it. I love the physicality of the game. You know, I loved that um, boys were playing it. So I wanted to do it as well. I didn't feel like it should just only be the boys playing um, because I was out the back running around with a whole bunch of boys and I could keep up with them and I could tackle them and they'd tackle me. So I suppose it's just, um, yeah, being able to have that physicality and um, showing that women are strong and they are capable of playing um, such a physical sport. Mm, absolutely love it. Totally, totally agree. Okay. I asked this question only because it's, it's always my favorite part. I, I think it's a little bit of Aussie culture, especially in the footy states. What club do you barrack for and why? Oh, at the moment, it's a little bit contentious, but I'm a West Coast Eagles supporter. Mm -hmm. um, I've been a member ever since I was a little kid. Um, you know, my grandparents were some of the first ever members and um, that's sort of been passed down. Um, my parents have been members and then I suppose my parents... Um, got all me, me and my brothers um, to be members. So I'm very loyal, although they haven't had a great season. I'm still a very loyal West Coast Eagles supporter and um, will continue to be a member um, going forward. And hopefully one day my family will um, have a membership as well. Hey, that is, I, I appreciate that because especially one of the things of being over here in the States is that supporters over here are very fickle. They tend to either follow players or they tend to follow winners. So it's one of those, yeah. if their team starts to lose, well, now I'm going to jump to this team because they're winning. And, and I, yeah. I, I, it's almost very frustrating because I do consider myself a very loyal fan. And when my teams do have down times, I stay with them. I don't jump ship. So I really, res yeah. I respect that. I have absolutely no problem. And it's not like West Coast hasn't had some success in in its time period. So I will definitely say that there is nothing wrong with being a West Coast supporter at <laughs> all. So I asked this, but we'll, we'll stay in that realm. And I love this one. Yeah. I know it's not easy for some because this is like picking your favorite child, favorite player of the past and favorite player currently on the Eagles list. Yeah. Um, Pretty, pretty difficult. Um, I suppose past, um, also, I suppose somewhat contentious, but I used to love watching Ben Cousins play his footy. Mm -hmm. um, I think he was just an absolute athlete. Um, and in his prime, he was absolutely incredible. And I just loved watching um, him play footy. Uh, his skill level was exceptional. Um, so I think, you know, it's great to see that he's doing so well now. Um, but yeah, I think he's, he's definitely one of my favourites from the past. Um, probably present um, would have to be Oscar Allen. Um, I just absolutely love uh, his, um, yeah, how he plays the game. Um, his height is you can throw him around anywhere um, and he, he'll do his job. And um, from what I can gather just from being a supporter and looking in, he, he seems to be pretty loyal to the West Coast Eagles. And although they're having some challenges at the moment, um, he seems to be like a great young leader in the club and no doubt he'll probably um, hopefully one day be one of the leaders within within that club. 
Fantastic. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do one little question, one little question without notice, but I got to ask Harley Reed, do you think the Eagles should draft him or do you think they should move to pick multiple picks? Oh yeah. Tricky, tricky one. Um, yeah, I think they should take him. Yeah. Okay. I reckon they should take him. I feel like, um, yeah, draft picks are great. Um, definitely. But I do feel like the Eagles have got some good young talent. Um, and yeah, I'm not sure a few more 18 year olds is going to solve their, their, their list problem at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I'd like to see a few more mature players come in or with experience, um, and then sort of build from there and just keep working on their young players that they've already got. I don't have a problem with it. The only trade, if I was the West Coast Eagles, the only trade I would take is two and three from North Melbourne. That would be the only trade that I would take. Yeah. And then yeah, I think if they do take that, I think they take the Claremont defender, Daniel Curtin, and try to keep yeah. WA talent home, I think is I the only the only way they do it is two and three. I honestly believe that. And I don't think North Melbourne is is risking two and three just to get one. So I just, I had to go there because I know it's the huge discussion in the Victorian media because I know all the Victorian media are like, West Coast need to get multiple picks. And I go, uh, yeah, they probably do. But it's hard to argue that this kid is not one of, one of the best in this particular yeah. draft. So no argument there. We will reel ourselves away from the AFL and we will go to the WAFLW and to you. So I have to ask this as a player with the Subiaco Alliance, how is it that you ended up on the Lions list? Yeah. Um, so when I first started playing footy, um, my sort of local area was more West Perth. Um, sorry, I got scouted through school footy um, and obviously ended up at West Perth. Um, we, who were quite a, quite a strong team at the time. Um, and then not sure why, but a few um, girls started moving over to um, Subi, which at the time was actually called the Coastal Titans. Um, and I suppose um, I wanted to sort of, a few of the girls that I was playing with at West Perth, um, very talented footballers, a lot older than I was at the time and um, sort of looked up to them. So I suppose um, somebody from Coastal Titans also got in contact with me um, went and had a little bit of a meeting, um, involved my parents at that time because I was quite young. Um, and my dad was actually a former Subi player himself. So it was sort of fitting as well to um, move across, uh, obviously follow those girls, um, as well as play at the same club that my dad got to play for as well in his time. Um, I thought it was a great opportunity. Um, the coaching staff were excellent at the time and um, I just thought it was going to be the right decision for me in my development with my footy and um, moved across and yeah obviously gone from Coastal Titans um, and now fully emerged to Subiaco Footy Club so um, yeah very happy there and have been playing there for yeah quite some time now. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you enjoy your footy, that is the biggest thing there and the best part is your development. So I love this question because it's always so much fun because in the in the player interviews that I've had, I'm always fascinated on how they answer this. I know you're still in your career. You're still enjoying it. What is your biggest accomplishment so far as a football player? Yeah, um, I've probably got a couple on on different levels. Um, the, the main one, obviously, would be would be being drafted um, to the Freo Dockers um, in its inaugural year. So pretty incredible to you know start playing footy as a 13, 14 year old girl with absolutely no pathway other than playing you know state league footy and a couple of carnivals and things like that. Um, so to actually be a part of that first ever team um, is something that you know I'm pretty excited that I'll be able to tell. 
um, kids, grandkids eventually that, you know, even though I wasn't there for very long, I was there in its first year and um, got to actually be part of creating that, which is really, really exciting. So um, definitely would have to be one of my um, highlights in my footy career. Um, I suppose more for the the sentimental value of it, of it and um, the fact that, you know, women can play at the highest level and I got to have that opportunity, which is pretty awesome. Um, and then I suppose um, achievements-wise in regards to playing footy um, in 2013, I think it was, or might have been actually 2014, um, I was in the state 18s uh, team for Western Australia. Um, we hadn't had a win in quite a while and, um, yeah, we managed to beat the Victorians and um, take home the cup. So that was pretty awesome to, you know, be the be the champs of that carnival and um, was named All-Australian as well that year. So um, very successful carnival and um, just to actually win that was pretty incredible and something I'll never forget. Had my parents there as well watching. So, um, yeah, looking back at that team, um, if you have a look at the photo, majority of those girls are playing AFLW or have been. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty incredible team and quite proud to be be a part of that. Always fantastic. And I, I say this, I say this with respect, respect and kindness. It's always great to beat the Vicks at, at, at footy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, as, as a, as a Swan supporter, and I have plenty of friends that are Victorians and Victorian club supporters. And I, I rib them all. I rib them all the time. I'm like, we play in the VFL. It's just called the AFL. So then too, it's a lot of fun. So I just, I always, I always have a little bit of fun whenever I can have some fun at my Victorian <laughs> fans. Again, all, all love. It's just a joke. I'm just having a little bit of fun. So, all right. I always, I always love this again. It's, I think, I think footy has, has a great uh, companionship and mateship. So I always love this. Who's your best mate at the Subiaco Lions? Yeah. Um, I suppose I try and, um, you know, get around to everybody, but um, there, there is a couple of girls that I've spent um, a lot of time with over the last probably more so two or three years, um, very similar interests away from footy, which is always really important as well. Um, you know, you've got to be able to um, bond with your teammates away from footy. Um, so I'd probably have to say Liana Burchell. Um we really into our camping and fishing, as I spoke about before. And um, she's the first one who's always keen to, you know, go on a camping trip and um, pop out the swag and um, jump on the beach. And yeah, um, really enjoy hanging out with her away from footy um, as much as I enjoy going down to training and having her there. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. And then I, I love getting in the rooms because each team is different. Their dynamics are different. So I always like hearing this when I talk to, when I talk to players, Describe to me the Subiaco Lions room this year, this year with with the girls. Was it fun? Was it business like? Was it energetic? Kind of what was the what was the group like this year? Yeah, this year, um, probably a little bit different to I suppose previous years. Um, we've had quite a few young girls um join us, so I, I feel like the vibe has been um yeah very energetic. Um, quite a few girls um, love the loud music. They love the hustle and bustle, getting around each other. Um, so I suppose it's it's a really fun vibe, but also we know when it's time to be quite serious and knuckle down and um, get into our warm-up and things like that. But I suppose walking into the room, um, you know, a couple of hours before the game, everybody's up and about. Everyone's really excited to be with each other. Um, music's on. And then I suppose when it's game time, when we're getting closer into warm-ups, um, it's business. 
Awesome. Awesome. And, and the, the ability to have a little bit of fun on, on game day and not take it so seriously to enjoy it is always great on that one. So I, I love, again, it's one of the parts that's frustrating for me because again, I I love women's footy. I've, I've loved supporting women's footy. I love being able to give stories like yours out here. So I love doing this because unfortunately you guys are not full-time. So you're not full-time athletes. So you, you have to supplement with your income, as you said, with your teacher. So I like finding out again, this is not always the easy part is what's a typical training day for you nowadays, like when you're in, in school. Yeah. Well, I suppose um, I'll get up. Yeah. About six 30, um, get into work. I'll have a full day of teaching. So Obviously, PE, footy, out to red. Um, so very, I suppose, physically demanding job. Um, I'll be out in the sun all day. Um, yeah, work all day. I'll always like to stop in before at home before I go to training. I just feel like a little bit of a reset, um, have a snack, fill up water bottles. Um, yeah, so I'll probably spend about half an hour at home before I head to training, um, jump in the car, get to training, and then probably don't get home till about 830 um that night have a quick dinner um shower and then straight into bed because I'm somebody who loves my sleep so um yeah I'll try and rush around and do everything um so that I can sort of get to sleep by about 9 30 latest um and then ready to go for another day at work the following day love it and and, and the big the best thing is that you have that break in between that kind of little reset get your mind ready for everything that goes that's fantastic and then i love game game day say a home game for subiaco do you have any entry do you have any traditions that you like to do or what is kind of your typical game day yeah um i'm not too superstitious um but i do like to do things um certain ways on game day um really into my hydration so making sure you know i'm sipping on water from the moment i get up in the morning um i'll have a coffee first thing um make myself a coffee and then always um eggs on toast so i have um avo and eggs on toast every morning um before game day um depending on the time of our game which generally is around two o'clock um i'll try and have my brekkie a little bit later um around you know 9 30 ish um, just to make sure that that's going to tie me over um, up until the game. Um, so, yeah, have some brekkie and then um, get organised. I'm quite particular with my hair when I'm playing footy. So <laughs> I set a fair bit of time aside to do my braids in my hair. Um, that's got to be perfect. If I'm not feeling that, um, then it's not going to be a good game. Um, so, yeah, got to get my hair done. Um, yeah, then get dressed and um, get down to the Oval nice and early. Um, you know, I don't like to be rushed. I like to kind of cruise in and have a fair bit of time. Um, pack a banana and that'll probably be my snack before um, before game day. And then once I get there, straight in for strapping, um, get that done really early, get changed nice and early. And then I'm just happy to sit, cruise around, have a chat to a few people um, before getting to, you know, the warm up and coaches addresses and things like that. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Feel good. Play good. That's the biggest. I, I love that. I love that one. Yeah. So as long as you're, you're feeling everything that goes there, you're going to play well. So that's not a problem at all. So again, as you said, the, the pathways for women have, have slowly progressed, but I, I love finding this out because sometimes it's, a, sometimes it's a, it's a female's game. Sometimes it's a male's. Was there a player that you model your game after from, that you got to see as a kid? Yeah, I suppose that's a that's a tricky one. Um, yeah, look, I sort of like to. I'm quite 
yeah, I like to sort of do my own thing. Um, and I don't, I suppose, want to be like anybody else other than being the best version of myself. Um, always train pretty hard. Um, I always do things. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it hundred percent of the time. So, um, I'm not sure whether I, I model somebody, um, other than the best version of myself every time I step out on that field. There's nothing wrong with that. You be the best you. That's all that matters. So, which is uh, which is absolutely fantastic. And then, as you said, you you had you had the luxury of playing it with Fremantle in the opening year. So you've you've played some really good opponents. Who's the toughest opponent you've ever played on? Yeah, um, I suppose more so from a waffle level. Um, and I and she actually did play AFLW as well, and she's actually in coaching now, but. Um, when I was younger, I was always just, um, my skills weren't great. When I first started footy, they were okay, but it definitely wasn't a strength in my game. Um, so a lot of the time I used to tag quite a few of the the decent players um, and probably the, one of the hardest people I ever had to tag and play alongside would have been Kirby Bentley. Um, she also played with me at Freo, which was pretty cool, but I do remember back in um, the days when I was playing at Coastal Titans, I used to always play on her when she was at Swan Districts. Um, and she would just make my day very, very challenging. She is an exceptionally smart footballer. Um, probably wasn't as fit as I was, but um, yeah, very smart, very clever, knew where the ball was going, used to stand on my toes, pinch me on the back of the arm. Um, yeah, make, make my day pretty challenging. So I, I have to give credit to her and say she's probably one of the toughest players um, that I've had to play alongside. Awesome. That's, that's fantastic. I, I love hearing that. And, and, and it's, a name that not every everybody would go it might be an AFLW player or it might be one of those superstars. Sometimes it's those players that are always great. And I will say this: I love taggers. I I genuinely appreciate because you'd be surprised what they can do, and they're always so much fun to watch because they're always around the footy because that's why they're a tagger. So I absolutely love that. So my respect to you I, that that you played what is not an easy role. So that is fantastic. So we'll 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 go to this last season just gone by and I, and I want to go to you on this one is that I kept an eye on the waffle this year with covering it I kind of did monthly reset so I was keeping an eye on how you were going and how the waffle competition so your thoughts uh, on this season this year with the Subiaco Lions yeah look I think um there was lots of good things that happened um and there, there's a lot of potential there but obviously um really didn't make the most of our opportunities this year um unfortunately lost a couple of games that were quite crucial for us and um definitely should have been games that we should have won um the list that we had we definitely had the potential to be winning some of those games that we dropped and unfortunately just couldn't couldn't string it together um on too many occasions and that really hurt us and yeah, I suppose for me, quite a disappointing end um, to the season. Um, you know, I've been playing for 12 years now, haven't won a Waffle um, Premiership. So um, that's high on my radar and things that I want to achieve before I'm done playing footy. And um, yeah, unfortunately, we weren't even close to that this year. And um, yeah, I think, you know, like I said, there's a lot of potential there and there's a lot of room for improvement with that. So um, hopefully next season, um, be more of a successful season for us. All right. Well, it's kind of a great transition because I'm I'm always fascinated on how people look at this because for me, success is a very interesting term. So do you think there's any way you could consider this season a success at Subi or, or, or are you one of those that you didn't make finals? There were goals that you wanted to achieve. You didn't. So it wasn't. Yeah, look, I suppose, um, 
there's definitely those small things that happened throughout the season which made it a success. You know, we had a number of girls play their first ever um, Waffle W League game, which for them, that's absolutely incredible and um, great for the club as well to have new girls coming through. Um, we had lots of young girls who um, got the opportunity as well and um, seeing them playing really, really awesome footy is, um, yeah, fantastic for them. But I think as a, as a whole and as a team, um yeah, it's not where we wanted to be and to not play finals is really disappointing. And I suppose as, as the captain of that team, I'm pretty honest with the group in saying that, you know, we're so much better than that and that's not really acceptable. Um, and I suppose um, personally for me, in my opinion, it wasn't a success. Um, it's not about, I suppose, it's it, it's not just about winning the premiership, but it's about being the best team that you can um, to play those finals and to get to that next step. And you've obviously got to get to finals to win a premiership. And unfortunately we couldn't even get to finals. So um, not really good enough when, you know, we just let too many opportunities slip. Yeah. Unfortunately, falling two falling two points short has to, had to be, had to be frustrating in, in the yeah. fact that you were in, you were in the finals for most of the year and then just Swan districts nicked you just, just at the end. So it was, it was one yeah. of those seasons. It was one of those seasons. I think everybody talked about Claremont the entire year, but the 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 evenness from two to six was insane this year. It was so interesting because there was there was always those tough games. Claremont would usually get the dominant win, except for when they it seemed like when they played East Fremantle. But it, it the whole competition was absolutely a blast. I had a ton of fun watching it. I can't wait for next season already. I I know it's way too way too long from now, but I I thoroughly enjoyed it so i asked as you as you kind of said there were there were there were some failures unfortunately this year what do you think was the biggest challenge this year for for the subiac alliance yeah i think this year um as i've mentioned before we had a lot of new girls um coming to the side which is um absolutely incredible and we're we're really stoked you know that girls are wanting to um come to subi and play footy with us and i think that also though proposes quite a few challenges um we lost quite a few girls um and brought in a relatively new group so i suppose um just trying to find that cohesion um was probably one of our biggest challenges and understanding how people play um understanding where people play, putting people in different positions. And um, yeah, I think probably just lacked that um, cohesion between um, not not socially, I think, you know, um, culturally um, in a fantastic position. And um, it's just a shame that didn't then translate um, onto the footy field um, for that, you know, game day cohesion um, when we're playing games. And like you just mentioned, um, the competition this year, um, it was incredible and um, teams just keep getting better and better. So I think, you know, everybody needs to move forward with that. Everybody needs to work on themselves away from, you know, two or three training sessions a week. You've got to be doing more now because, um, yeah, the competition is just getting better and better. And um, unfortunately, if you're not willing to do the work, you will get left behind. Mm -hmm. Yep. I absolutely love that. And, and leading from the front, absolutely great on that one. So we'll, we'll have some fun with, for this. I love setting goals because I think sometimes it gives you that, that tangible thing to look at. Do you have a goal set for next season already? Um, well, I suppose you've got to look at um, our, our season this year and um, what we sort of want to improve from that. And it's not very realistic to say, you know, we want to win a premiership. And although that's my goal and that's, you know, what I want to achieve, um, you've got to sort of break that down into smaller goals. And um, I suppose for us, um, it's going to be having a fast start and it's going to be getting um, some solid wins on the board early because we don't want what happened this year to happen again. And um, like you mentioned, two points 
um, you know, that's half a game. So, um, yeah, we want to make sure we get a fast start, we get on the board early, we get our wins nice and early, and then we'll just settle into the season. And then I suppose the main goal being just to make finals next year. Um, I definitely think, you know, we're a finals team. Um, so hopefully that's where we can end up. I definitely think it's definitely possible. Full and one draw is all is all that really got you there. So it, yeah. and so <laughs> it's there, it's there. And the growth yeah. you'll see from young youth players, there, there's a there's a lot to be positive of in Subi, absolutely for sure. Absolutely. And then, so I, I'll jump to this. This is always one of my favorites. I think the women's game absolutely connects with the fans a lot better than the men's game. And again, I mean, in no disrespect to the men's game at all, but I really do feel like fans tend to really appreciate the women's game a lot more. So I ask this of you, do you have a fan interaction with maybe a younger, a young girl or a young boy, or maybe even something crazy said from the outer that just sticks in the back of your mind, best fan interaction you've ever had? Yeah. Um. So when I first came out of uni, um, I actually went into primary school teaching. So I did a little bit of primary school teaching for a while. Um, a job opportunity came up and um, at a really good school and I, um, took it with both hands and um, got to actually teach 32 year threes, um, which was oh, pretty, pretty incredible. Um, <laughs> I suppose I'm more, it's not, you know, a random um, fan um, interaction, but one game, I think it might, it might've been our first final. Um, this would have been maybe four or five years ago. Um, one of the mums actually organized the class to come down and support. Um, and I had 32 or somewhat, um 28 ish year three students running around the boundary with um signs saying go miss golisano um photos of me my jumper number um and i'd never really experienced that before so um that was pretty incredible and to know that you know um the parent group and the students were getting around me and supporting female footy um that was a pretty surreal moment and um yeah i'll always remember i've got the most incredible photos from that day and um hearing the kids yell out my name um go miss golisano every single time i got near the ball um was pretty awesome and something i'll definitely remember that definitely probably gave you a lift on that day. That was probably fantastic. <laughs> that is absolutely magnificent. I love that story. That is that is great. So I'm, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a little bit of fun with a, with a few of the questions as we kind of wind down here. And I love this just because I want to see how you handle this. I'm gonna take you out of the jumper and I'm gonna put you in to the list manager spot of the Subiaco Lions W Waffle W team. You can take one player from any of the other teams in the Waffle W to join, to give Subi that chance to make finals next year, maybe give teams like Claremont and East and East Fremantle a run for their money. Who's that one player that you would have join the join Subiaco next year? Yeah, look, that's really tough. Um, <laughs> obviously haven't thought about that question. Um, look, I think we could do with a nice tall forward. Um, so, yeah, just think back to this season. Who would I like to take? Um, I know that she has gone to um, AFLW now, but um, Ariana Hetherington from um, South Fremantle, mm -hmm. um, I would definitely like to have her on my team because I think she could be that tall forward. Um, but I also know that she can play um, in the ruck um, and then you could also put her back. So I think she she's a tall, but she's also a bit of a utility um, and look, I'm sure she's going to have a really successful season at Frio. So 
I uh, don't think we're going to get her back into the waffle, um, but I would definitely like to have her on my team. A um, lot of potential, quite new to footy, um, but I think, yeah, she, she'd be awesome down in our forward line as a nice solid target. Yeah, she would be an incredible addition for sure. I, I would definitely not disagree with that. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna have a little fun with this one. We may throw a few teammates under the bus, but we'll do it as gently as possible. So I want you to think of the first teammate you think of when I give you kind of a little a name or or kind of a, a comment here. So team mom, who's the team mom of the Subiac Alliance? Oh, um, we've got quite a few teenagers now, actually. So I won't mention any of the older <laughs> girls. Um, oh, I'd probably have to be um, Olivia Wilmarins. Um, she is an absolute character. And um, yeah, she's always talking about all the little flings and dates and things like that. So I'm going to put it on live. Alrighty. Who's the funniest? Who has the best jokes? Oh gosh. Um, I hope she doesn't listen to this because she doesn't need any more pumping up, but <laughs> um, I'll definitely have to be Meg Brown. Um, she's new to the club this year. Oh gosh. She is just always, um, yeah. Cracking jokes. Loves it. Um, yeah. 100% Meg Brown every day of the week. And you love those players because they keep everybody <laughs> calm. They keep everybody loose, which is absolutely fantastic. All right. Who's the <laughs> toughest? Who's the one that if you get into a street fight, you want right next to you? Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to have to say Claire McCarthy. Um, she's one of our Irish girls. Um, she's been at the club for, um, I think, maybe three years now. Um, I'd say one of the more mature girls like myself. Um, but yeah, she's an absolute tough nut. It plays in our back line and um, she's going to have your back every day of the week. So if I was having a street fight, um, definitely have Claire standing next to me. All right. Who is the social butterfly who's all over the socials and everybody loves being around? Yeah. Um, social butterfly. Probably going to have to say Eva Popovsky, um, Poppy. Um, yeah. Loves loves being on the Instagram. She's currently been um, highly obsessing over um, the Tillies uh, for the soccer. So uh, mm -hmm. I have seen lots of photos um, from the soccer <laughs> and um, yeah, which is awesome getting around female sport. I love that. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's all over the social signatures, getting boots. Yeah. She's had a great uh, couple of weeks watching the Tillies. That's for sure. No, hey, it's not, that is not a bad team to support as well as they are going, as well as they are going for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I may be, I may be an American, but I will be 100% honest. I was cheery. I was, I was barracking for the Tillies that entire tournament because it would have been fantastic to have them felt a little, a little disappointed how it ended, but, a, but a magnificent run in there. So I'll get that in. I was a Tilly supporter for sure. This last world cup for sure. On yeah, that one. So, all righty. I, this, this one, this one definitely may be under the bus. Who has the worst white lane fever? Who's the person steps on the pitch and loses their mind with the competitiveness? Oh, am I allowed to say myself? <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing wrong. If you want to do that, that's fine. <laughs> oh, well, to be honest, probably me. I'm I'm so competitive. Oh, gosh. Um, sometimes it gets the better of me. But, um, yeah, I've definitely got a little bit of white line fever. But I'm also that sort of person to step away from um, the footy field as soon as you get off that field. Um, no hard feelings. Um, we've mm -hmm. just played a game of footy. Um, we'll go have a drink in the bar, um, that, that sort of person. But yeah, probably, probably me or, um, back to Meg Brown. She's got a little bit of an angry streak. Um, 
she's very funny, but she's also quite a competitor, a um, little bit of white line fever as well. So I'll throw her under the bus again. There's nothing wrong with that as long as it stays between two white lines when you step <laughs> over. So <laughs> not a problem. All right, we'll, we'll go to this then. This is my favorite. Who's the most emotional? Who's the one that easily gets the tears going? Oh, yeah, most emotional. Look, um, we've sort of brought this up quite a fair bit um, this year throughout the season. Um, I suppose just trying, I think women in sport and women in general are quite emotional people. And um, I suppose when you care about something so much, it, it can it can get the better of you and your emotions can come out. And, um, you know, girls aren't afraid to show that, which I think is awesome. Um, but obviously, you know, finding that fine line between navigating your emotions and letting them out. Um, but yeah, I suppose to pick one particular person, it would be pretty challenging this year. Um, you know, like we spoke about before, it was not a super successful season, I suppose, as a whole. Um, and I think at times everybody had, um, had their little breakdowns or, you know, they, someone had given them feedback on the field and they didn't, didn't like the way it was taken or received and, um, yeah, probably pretty hard to pick one particular person. Um, so I'm just going to say as a whole, um, everyone's pretty emotional this year. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It means, it means you have passion and you care for that. Okay. This is another one. And I think I might know who, because she's already been mentioned a couple of times. Who's the quirkiest, who is the most unique unit at the Subiaco Lions? Um, yeah, look, we've actually got a, a probably got a couple I could, um, use for this but I'm actually going to say Maddie Dodd um little Doddy is um an absolute ripper would do anything for anybody but she's also just got her own style and her own way of doing things and um she's just awesome she's got a little blonde mullet um you know she rocks the the real old school clothing and um she's just got a, a little quirkiness about her and um yeah she just rocks it it's awesome there's nothing wrong with that. You be the best you possibly be. Absolutely. Love it. All right. I'm 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 interested to see if, if I get the response I'm thinking on this. Who takes the longest to get ready for the games? It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you would or not after what you said with your hair earlier. So. Uh, probably at home. It probably is me doing my hair. But um, no, I'm actually going to throw Tess under the bus here. Tess Lyons. Um, she's always late. So I'm not sure what she's doing, whether she's doing her hair or uh, whatnot. But I'm going to say Tess just because she's late. Although I will give her credit. Um, it was something she was working on this year and um, she was much better at it. So sorry, Tess. <laughs> uh, not not a problem. Not a problem. I think I already know an answer for one of my later ones. I, I'm always interested on this one just because uh, some people take it as a negative connotation for me. I don't know. Biggest diva on the team. Yeah, biggest diva. Um, I think I mentioned her as the team teen mum, but I'm gonna say um Olivia Wilmarins again. Um yeah, she's just, oh, she's about, I think she's 15 or 16 and um, yeah, she's playing incredible footy, but her personality is just, um, yeah, she just wants to be like one of the older girls and I'm um, going to give her the biggest diva. Hmm, not a problem there for some people. Diva is a good thing. So I'm interested yeah, in this. If, if there was one person that you had to, to set up to be the cook, to make team dinners that, that you would trust on making a great dinner for the team, who's the best cook on the, on the Subiaco Lions? Yeah, um, I haven't really done too much um, cooking and eating with, with the crew, but um, I'm going to say Loz Biloski. Um, 
she's one of the more mature girls as well. And I just think she'd be um, that real mum figure. And she, she already does a great job in uh, mentoring and looking after a couple of our younger girls. So I'm going to rely on her to dish up a nice, nice dinner for the team. <laughs> Fantastic. And then to end it is perfect. Who's the, who's fashionably late? Who's the one stepping in just on time to team meetings? Yeah, test definitely test. <laughs> uh, I was like, that was that was set up perfectly. I'm like, I'm probably already know the answer to that one. Already, uh, well, so I, I'm one of the things that I love over here is as is I've seen it infiltrate even my guys over here that that I coach up here is the footy nickname. I love the footy nickname. They are absolutely fantastic. So I must ask, who has the best footy nickname at Subi? Yeah. Um... Look, I'm going to use a coach um, because I've actually played with her in the past and she's a current um, AFLW player as well. But um, her last name is Schmidt, so Amy Schmidt. Mm -hmm. um, so she gets Schmitty, but then we just turn it into Shitty. So um, I think that's probably the best nickname ever. So we've got um, Amy Shitty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, those are always, those are always is fun on that one. So. All right. I, I, I love this one. I'm trying to learn more and more of the venues out, out in the waffle. So I, I, I want to ask you this. We're going to take your home deck away. Take your home field. What's the best road place to go to in the Waffle W for you? Yeah, um, definitely South Fremantle Footy Club um, down in Frio. Um, the Oval is literally right in the middle of Frio. Um, and it's incredible. It's a beautiful deck. Um, yeah, absolutely love playing there. Sort of home away from home for me as well. Um, when I was at Frio, we were based there um, for majority of the season before we moved to the new facilities. And um, yes, I spent quite a fair bit of time um, training and playing on that oval and um, always love going to versus South Frio down there. Fantastic. All right. And I, I, I tell me, I, I say this in every podcast, but I, I repeat it all the time because I want people to know this. I have never been to Australia. It is on my bucket list. I am crossing my fingers, saving up money to try to get over there. So I want to know, I want to be ready when I go to a footy game that I'm, I get the best possible situation. So when you go as a patron, not as a player, what's your go-to food at the footy? Oh, um, Hot chips. <laughs> Hot chippies are the best. Um, we're pretty lucky at Optus Stadium here, though. There's um, lots of better options than um, just hot chips. But for me personally, um, yeah, if I'm just going to enjoy, um, love to have a gin and tonic and some hot chips and watch the footy, sit back, relax, not worry about my footy and, um, yeah, watch the boys play. Do enjoy that. There's nothing wrong with that. Hot chi hot chips in the footy in the meat pie or footy pie are the, are the top two. <laughs> like chips is really gaining a lot of steam over the last over the last few episodes. I've I've had that yeah. a lot recently. So I think it's all might even be the number one on that one. So all right. So we'll, we'll go to Omta Stadium, and I love this because I want to know best possible place to sit. Where if you had your choice, where would I sit to get the best possible situation watching a professional game live? Yeah, well, I suppose if you're going to make the trip all the way over here, you better get the best seats. So I'm going to highly recommend um, the Sports Lounge, which is um, level two, um, right on the wing. Um, seats are nice and comfy. Um, and then you've also got um, the little glass room you can go into and um, get your food and drinks, et cetera. But um, hands down, the best place to watch the footy from at Optus. Fantastic. All right. And then my last question that I ask, and I know this isn't easy for some because I, again, I'm, I'm 
almost starting a list now to try to watch as many of these as possible. Favorite game of footy you have ever seen. Men's, women's, doesn't matter. Live on the telly, doesn't matter. Favorite game of footy you have ever seen. Yeah, this is quite easy um, for me. So obviously as a lifelong West Coast Eagles supporter, um, in 2018, um, my whole family and I went to the AFL Grand Final um, that the Eagles were in. Um, just to, we'd actually booked to go. We didn't know they were going to be there um, mm-hmm. and they ended up getting there, which was absolutely incredible. Um, and obviously beat Geelong in that game. Um, the atmosphere was insane. Um, probably the best game of footy I've ever seen, ever watched, ever um, been a part of. Um, and obviously they won. So, um, yeah, just an incredible experience. and so lucky I got to be there um, with my family. It was wicked. Dom Sheed from the boundary, still one of still oh. one uh, one of my one of my favorites. I I I know this year this year was really good, but the West Coast Collingwood game was absolutely magnificent. I remember yeah. watching it and being a, being being an Amer- being an American, we fell in love with a lot of the USAFL players over here. Fell in love with Mason Cox. So many of us yeah. were Collingwood fans. I was a neutral in that because I really <laughs> I just wanted to see a good game of footy. And, and we were treated to an absolute classic on that day. I still love Dom Sheed turning to the Collingwood fans and kind of giving it to him after he slotted that one from the boundary. I was absolutely magnificent. So Tarney, this has been a fantastic conversation. I'm, I'm so glad we were able to find a way to sit down and have a chat. I've been wanting to talk with more waffle, waffle and waffle W players because I have connections in the sample, but I wanted to find more connections in the waffle. So I truly appreciate you hopping on the podcast today. No, thanks so much for having me, Donnie. Really nice to catch up and have a chat. And um, yeah, more than happy to um, get you in contact with some other Waffle W players and um, have, a, have a chat with them as well. And um, thanks so much, obviously, for supporting AFL um, over in the US. And um, yeah, go the Eagles. Yeah, nothing, not a problem on that one. I thoroughly, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy it. But the other thing I got to say this too is, is that I'm, I'm enjoying really getting to know the state leagues and in the sandful and the waffle because the, the fans there there's just something different about the fan bases and the support there and the history like one of my co-hosts for the waffle is, is rick gouchy and he's a huge swan district supporter so he was telling me about the histories of that and he's got waffle wafl it's got tons of statistics and everything like that so it's just been incredible to meet these great footy minds and these great people that love their sport they love their clubs and everything like that so for me to be able to kind of immerse myself in not only the afl because the afl is easy to get a hold of especially youtube is easy you can find afl games all the time but to find waffle waffle w sample and sample w stuff is absolutely magnificent and i've thoroughly enjoyed it so it has been a, a journey that i i thought it may be a little hectic but it's been so much fun so so these these are the days that i absolutely love being able to chat with somebody that gets to play in these fantastic leagues for some of these really really awesome great clubs like subiaco and, and so on and so forth so all right ladies and gentlemen that is going to do it for our episode today again keep an eye out more aflw coverage the finals are coming up we're going to cover the finals and then as always during the off season we do my supporter series where i plan on trying to find fans from each of the sandful and waffle unattached teams so if you know anybody that'd be interested to talk to me about their club in the sandful or waffle have them reach out i would love to do that we will get through the summer months over there the winter months over here and get back to footy come march time thank you very much for listening and we'll be back again very very soon with another episode of donnie's